Hey, it's Jason. The live stream finale of Descent into Avernus is happening on Friday, December 9th, 2022, and it's going to start at 6 p.m. Central Time here in the U.S. We plan to be back around Ye old Gaming Table together in person. We hope all of our characters survive the conclusion of Descent into Avernus, and we've got some exciting news to share with you about our next adventure, The Valley of Green Gold. And you can purchase shots right now for that finale livestream at RatedRPGPodcast.com. You can buy a cast member of your choice a shot, or you can buy a round for the entire cast. It's really fun for us, and it helps us get our most recent equipment upgrades paid for. So thank you in advance. Another way to support Rated RPG is through Patreon. We have two great tiers, but you can support us in whatever amount you'd like at patreon.com slash rated RPG. Speaking of Patreon, the future of Rated RPG is looking fantastic, and it's thanks to friends like Chris Fail. Thank you, Chris. You are a friend of Lulu. I hope she doesn't blast you with her trumpet. Or maybe that's what you want. I don't know. She's your friend. You guys should work it out. A hefty thank you to Turtle and Crow. We're grateful for your support. And thank you for sharing that really great picture of the artifact you're crafting for us for the upcoming adventure. Turtle and Crow is a member of Race's Little Roasters. It's an after-school club, and they do sports, and they make crafts. So thank you, Turtle and Crow, and the rest of Race's Little Roasters. Uh, we also really appreciate our level 15 bards at $15 a month. Uglaset, Mage, Jerry Vite, Holly Summers, and GBS Trek. Thank you. And thank you to our rations and adventuring gear supporters at $5 a month. Nopey, Christian Go, Jedi, Great White Spark, Freckled One, and Elizabeth Parcells. That's the business. And this is episode 87. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes. Bugbears and Sparts <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. So, uh, yeah, like this is like, uh, this is going to be crazy. I agree. How, how do you know, though, Aaron? How do you, what do you think so, so crazy about today? Well, because we have this sort of Zerial, so of course it's going to be crazy. <laughs> I don't think we have it no. yet. We ha we opened the door. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like ours. Yeah. Yeah, but who leaves the sword of Zerial right inside the door? Mm -hmm. It's like, that'd be a poor choice. I mean. <laughs> well, it's just a closet. I thought it was just a closet. <laughs> Is that not the case? It's not just a closet? All of my closets have enormous brass doors, yeah. And they're like 20 feet tall. <laughs> Look at the door. Look at how big that door is. It's like a really big closet, and we open it up, and the sword's going to be really big, too. I don't know how we're going to carry it. It's just going to be a big closet. <laughs> and we are the Sword of Zaria police, and we're here to get the sword. <laughs> and that's why it's crazy today? That's exactly why it's crazy today. <laughs> what, what the heck was that? What are, what are you doing, Aaron? <laughs> This is the new thing you can do on Discord to be a complete moron, and it's so fun. Look at this is all getting cut out of the podcast. What this this all this graphics that we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Visuals don't play as well on a podcast as you might think. They don't. And I think it would play so well. Eggs on my face, you know. Well, I mean, if you describe them, I guess that would work. But hey, guys, have you ever heard of an emoji? <laughs> <laughs> we can at least do these. When That's the true. time is appropriate, you know? Sure. Sure you can. Aaron, it is now your job to do that every time a crit right. or a crit fail is rolled. Thank you. Got it. Oh, you're giving him, like, more work to do? Like, <laughs> he's going to have his hands full with Bobby. Fair. I know, man. Bobby's got a lot of stuff going on. I, what do you What do you want from me? Okay. You don't have Additional to do emoticon duty? Forget it. Additional duty? <laughs> Get it. <laughs> I love additional duty. Additional mm. duty. Isn't that the isn't that the new Call of Duty? Call of Duty nine additional duty. <laughs> additional duty. Uh, that was not gross. enough. <laughs> Call of Duty modern wipe fair. Additional duty. Oh, oh, we're cooking today, fellas. Yeah, right. Perfect. Strong start. Do you want to uh, give a really quick update uh, to anyone who missed just the last stream and, and and let them know like what happened last time, including me, who doesn't remember everything that we did last time? We went to that crashed airship. We found those adamantine rods. We took the rods. We went back to Commander um, Zodge. No, that was from the first... <laughs> 
<laughs> session. Um, General Alanthius. General Alanthius. And then uh, he said, follow me into the wasteland. And then he took us out there for forever. And he was like, it's just up over the hill. We finally make it to the Bleeding Citadel. Well, but first, before we did that, we put those adamantine rods into the solar insidiator which the is the companion over the over elterel and then we opened that up and there was this big angelic guy and his name is escaping me me too uh his name was <laughs> anyone uh it's uh yeah it's nacious nacious oh yeah. bravo brad thank you brad inspiration for you oh wow um so i'll continue to try to remember the rest of everything for no inspiration um <laughs> So we release Nacious, and Nacious says, "We will go. I will go and distract Zariel so you can continue your quest. And so he flew off to go and do that, and we went to Olanthius. Olanthius took us to the Bleeding Citadel, and the Bleeding Citadel was this big building that was, in essence, just covered by a tremendous scab. There were holes in the scab. We found a hole. We got into the scab. And we started getting down in the scab to find the building in the center of the scab. And we found some nasty fools down there. There was a shadow demon. There was a bunch of uh, little goat men uh, hopping around. Yeah. And some dretches. There, yeah, dretches. And then there was uh, a big, like a pig-headed guy with tusks and little wings. And I forget what his name was, but he was a dick. And we killed him. Well, we didn't kill him. I don't think we knew his no, name. No, um, no, he got away. Well, what? He, he was a Nelfeshni. Yeah, he's a Nelfeshni. <gasps> but we didn't know his no, name. We, oh, yeah. you remember Nelfeshni? You get an inspiration. Aaron, who said that? Brad? Aaron? I did, but you take Brad it. Brad did. No, no, I don't was... need an inspiration. Okay, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so this Nelfeshni, when he was getting, he looked around. And he realized we killed all his friends. And then he was like, oh, don't you want to help me? It's we're, we're, We all want the same thing to get inside of this building. And then, uh, you know, we said, we're, no, we're going to kick your ass. And Bobby ran over there to, to smite him or whatever with his wrench. And then he, di he disappeared. The shadow demon's dead, but the Nelfeshni disappeared. So the Nelfeshni might still be hanging around somewhere. We don't know. But we're going to go into this bleeding citadel and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the very last thing that happened was uh, you guys uh, read the inscriptions around the gigantic brass door that read, In Celestial, against evil we stand united. Only the pure of heart can part these holy gates. And then... You prayed to horror. Uh, Reg yep, prayed to horror, and Reginald Hamstone, Hamstone opened the gate, opened the door, and a bright white light poured out, and that's when we faded to black or white, whatever. So that's where we're going to be picking up. You guys are standing in this blinding white light that is pouring forward from this door. And uh, slowly your eyes begin to sort of adjust uh, to the brightness that is inside. Um, and you, you begin to see, as you look down on your own clothing that this bright light is burning away the blood and the grit that was staining your clothing since you had to wade through oceans of blood and over vast dunes of, of sand and other horrible things. It's all just being cleansed from do your we, bodies. Do we feel that We're weakness going away? Yeah, any sort of weakness that you had felt. Uh, you no longer feel tired. You no longer feel sad um you no longer feel horny even uh any of those sort of feelings <laughs> that you were feeling other than just hope and happiness is what is remaining i need to find this door in real life <laughs> <laughs> at what cost but yeah <laughs> this glow eventually softens to reveal the interior of a sun-kissed cathedral how light passes through the scab and into the stained glass windows here is a mystery that only magic can answer. Pillars line a path from the door to a raised dais carved with celestial runes. Embedded on a stone atop the dais is a glowing longsword. 
It's right there. I told you it's just a closet. Ooh, that must be it. That's gotta be it. Should we touch it? Every time we touch something nude, something bad happens. Touch touch something nude? I think we should look around at the, the dais and make sure there's no traps and such. Yeah, it can't be this easy. Although I guess like, uh, you know, uh, our buddy here is really pure of heart. So maybe it is that easy. That's true. He is a golden man. You want me to go and you want me to go and grab his sword? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think uh, you should? Oh yeah, that's why we're here. Let, let me go get it. And I oh, will just okay. strut right up there. Okay. And I will grab the sword. As you move towards the dais with the sword upon it, imagine almost like the sword in a stone. Uh, like King Arthur type stuff here. As you move towards it, the translucent image of a woman in her 30s, wearing plate armor and bearing a thin scar on her cheek, appears before you. Hmm. It's Joan of Arc, everyone. Do you continue forward or stop when the, she manifests? I stop. Is she uh, addressing me or looking at me? She appears to be looking just past you. Oh. And oh. she points to the shield. She points her finger just past you and past the shield, past even Race the Roaster's tiny form. Mm. Uh, and you turn and look and see what she's pointing at. And Lulu, the holophant, is sitting there at the back of your party, sort of like just quiet, uh, staring at, in wonder at the glowing, brilliant cathedral in front of you. And you notice that there's something different about Lulu now. Her eyes are now pure white. Ooh. A whisper fills your ears and says, I remember! But in a whisper. Oh my god, finally! Oh, Lulu, I'm so happy for you, but mostly for us. It's been a chore. <sighs> Lulu, are you going to transform back into a horse? A horse? <laughs> she's not a horse. You know she's a platypus. Come on, keep it together. <laughs> this whisper fills your ears, saying, I remember. And a wave of radiant energy erupts from Lulu's body. And in that blinding flash, the ghostly warrior, the holophant, and the bleeding citadel disappear. The solace of the cathedral is replaced by havoc, screams of panic, and acrid smoke. You stand at the edge of a small town of burning cottages, fields, and trees. A broken sign on the ground reveals the settlement's name, Idle Glen. Shrieking townsfolk run from cackling, snarling demons and gnolls. Unexpected. Lulu was remembering everything. The next second, you're standing in a burning town. Anybody who wants to, go ahead and make a history check. I want to. Oh, I love history checks. I hate them. Uh, guys, leave this to me. I have a, an expansive knowledge of history. I've spent a lot of time. Your name is Dababi the Historian, right? Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Although, uh, I feel like maybe Dion just happened to remember something that I forgot. I heard the B-side of this one track from an another traveling bard that kind of just hit me to some knowledge. You did well. Aaron, you actually did better, though. Oh, dang! Yeah, I did, but he got, yeah. he got a... He got a nat 20. This is what happened uh, with Dion. Let me show you. Uh -oh. There it is. He told me I was responsible for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Crip bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, all of you actually, I believe, rolled high enough to know about this history. Yeah, our lowest was a 17. Yeah. Oh, Idle Glen, you guys recognize that name as you are looking around this uh, burning village. And, you know, for a moment, you're wondering, like, did we get teleported? Like, what's going on? Idle Glen. And then it dawns on you, you guys are currently experiencing history right now. Idle Glen is famous for its connection to Zeriel before she was a an Archduke of Avernus. Years ago, Idle Glen was threatened by Knoll tribes. As the Knolls raided the town, a man named Solandor Brightstar, who is a cleric of Lathander, led the people in prayer to his god for aid. 
Lathander was moved by the people's bravery and sent the angel Zeriel to defeat the gnolls. After driving off the gnolls, the people erected a statue of Zeriel to honor her. Generations later, the gnolls returned to Idle Glen, this time with demons in their ranks, and Yinagu himself leading the warband. Zeriel and the Hellriders came to Idle Glen's aid, but not before the town was mostly destroyed. Do any of you guys know who Yunagu is? As a player, I do. I do not. No. Well, let's see if your characters know. Go ahead and roll a religion or history check. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. I know, uh, I know a little bit about this. Okay. Yeah. But not as much as uh, race. I'm telling you guys, I'm just, <laughs> I was doing some studying, man. I was getting into my inner karma and dharma. Well, what do you know, race? Oh, boy, if my screen was loaded, I would tell you that um, this this person we're talking about, and then I start to think, and words magically appear to help me explain it to my fellow mates. You all know a little bit about Yunagu, because you'd have to in order to know anything about the story. Yunagu is a demon lord, so kind of the demonic equivalent to somebody like Zeriel. Um, he is has many names, including the Beast of Butchery, uh, but he is the sire and sort of like, not quite a god, but close to a god, of gnolls. He appears as a great battle-scarred knoll towering 14 feet tall. He is the knoll lord, and all of his creations are made in his twisted image. Mm. Uh, he resides deep in the abyss, and the fact that he made it onto the material plane is a terrible, terrible thing. Basically, he is a beast who wears the flayed skin of his foes, wields a triple-headed flail called the Butcher, mm. which he can summon into his hand at will. So you can't even disarm him of it. Oh, awesome. He's actually really a pretty good guy, but... I'm, yeah, he gets a bad rap, but he's great at a dinner party. I just kept imagining Noel Fielding every time you said Noel. <laughs> Like, imagine him with, like, gigantic with a scar and looking really, like, mean. And making bad puns. And saying, bake! <laughs> Here's something that might actually be useful to you guys. Yunaga wants nothing more than slaughter and senseless destruction. He takes pleasure in causing fear before death. He sows sorrow and despair through destroying beloved things. He doesn't parlay. To meet him is to battle with him. Unless he becomes bored. Huh. Oh, so like if we started droning on and on about like our knowledge of history, he might uh, go away. Yes. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Do we just see this or can we hear and smell and feel? Is like, does it seem real? But is it tangible? It is very tangible. Okay. So you feel the heat coming from the raging fires all around you. You smell the burning corpses and the matted knoll flesh. You hear the screams of people as they're being slaughtered all around you. And uh, you can taste the ash in your mouth. It's very, very real to you. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, is there a giant knoll, like, staring at us, or...? Well, you turn and see that there are several knolls standing right by you who have just noticed you. And we are going to be rolling initiative. Oh, let's get to it. Yeah. This isn't just a closet. This is like a whole burned village with crazy gnolls in it. Uh, unless it's just a really big closet. I can't tell the difference. Is there a calendar around that shows the year? Uh, there is nothing that shows the year, no. Okay. Sadly. Uh-oh, here's the turn order coming up. Yep. And we don't have any allies. No allies. We don't? It's just us? Just you four, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, so I'm going to be rolling group initiative for all the gnolls. They all got a three. Yeah, suck it. You slow son of a bitches. I hope that Noel shows up then and starts going, I'm old Greg. Ha! I'm going to roll some more initiatives, guys, because it's not just those gnolls. All right, so there's those five, but obviously he's got more jerks around the corner. You said Lulu's not even with us, correct? It's just the homies, the bros? Correct. Whoop, whoop. Just the bros. GPB. What's your armor class, Race? Um, my AC is I think sixteen. Well, that's my save DC. Sorry. Um, armor class is also sixteen. I'm trying to figure out who has the worst armor class. It ain't me. <laughs> no shit. What are you at? Twenty five now, dude. <laughs> like twenty four. Oh, or something. just twenty five. Yeah. You know, regular. 
so two of you have inspiration. The Bobby is the only one without it, so I'll toss you a Braddock inspiration as soon as I can as well. Um, Sweet, thank you. Oh, oh, listen, that's what my job is. I'm not going to kill people. I'm going to support the people who kill people for the most part. Okay, so uh, I assume that Nulls can be burned. How'd they get burned? <laughs> you could make a uh, knowledge check about them. Yeah, I want to make a knowledge check about them. How do I do knowledge check? Just history? Uh, okay, so for them, it's going to be... Uh, let's go with a history. History check. Yeah. Is that a human down the street that's surrounded by gnolls? Yes. Is that a human down the street that's surrounded by gnolls? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a pretty good Elvis every shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, to Bobby, you uh, quickly look around and, and see that you're surrounded by gnolls, and you start to think, are they flammable? Uh, yeah, it turns out you know a lot about gnolls. Uh, they are totally flammable. Even though they are demonic in, like, uh, their ancestry, they themselves are just humanoids. So they don't have any sort of resistances or anything. Are they flammable is actually the first thing I think whenever I meet anyone new. Hello, this is Skull, the beer-brewing barbarian. And I got great news. That nasty old dragon turtle is dead. So now we can finally get my tasty libations to the mainland. I got some brand new seasonals. I got shell slider cider and my brand new turtle porter. They're so good, you're gonna love them. So calmly talk to your local tavern owner and tell them that you want the beer barbarian brewing company. Get it in there, put it in there. A tasty brew made just for you. It's the beer barbarian brewing company. So, looks like it's going to be Da Bobby first. You're surrounded by gnolls, but you look out to the east and you can see that there is a overturned cart that a pile of dretches are trying to rip apart. And then even past them, you can see a giant hyena that is harassing and trying to eat a mastiff. Uh, behind them is a massive statue of Zeriel. And behind that, you can sort of faintly see a large demonic creature bashing in the doors of what appears to be a massive temple. What the hell is happening? Do, do I know anything about that creature? We'll wait until your turn before you uh, get to roll. Very well. All right. Well, the gnolls are like, uh, they don't look happy to see us. They don't look like uh, like friendly. Okay. Well, hmm. seems like maybe we should just shoot down some gnolls real quick are we in like a mental dreamland or something like what also noticed on this map that we're not invincible for some reason can you fix that (laughs) (laughs) we were all level 20 at the end of the last session is that just for this one or (laughs) did that get revoked you guys actually did level up to 12 so if you want to talk real quick about what you got at level 12 now be a good Ooh, time. I took my first feat. Uh, I have Toll of the Dead, and then I Googled and I heard. So then I took Eldritch Blast and Hex. That's my stuff. And hey, 63 yeah. health points now. He took Magic Initiate. That's uh, correct. Feet. Oh, yeah. That would probably help. And I took the Warlock one, because otherwise I was going to take Cleric, and then Emery saved me from having to use my wisdom and doing nothing. So that was cool. <laughs> uh, I wish they were standing in a line, because then I could lightning bolt them all they are it's just a curved line people are never standing in a perfectly straight line it's really annoying mine's really simple i took the tough feet and now i have 101 hit points crazy and uh i swapped out a spell now i have um uh what is it protection from elements that's not quite right but something elemental aid so i can get i can give someone resistance to a particular type of energy oh okay oh nice protection from energy that's what it is Sorry, I have cold medicine head. I took the mobile feet, so I picked up an extra 10 feet of movement. And difficult terrain if I dash doesn't cost me extra movement on that turn. But the best thing is, if I make a melee attack against a creature, I don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn, whether I hit him or not. Oh, shit. Okay. Very nice. Aaron, what did you take? I actually don't even know. What's your feet? I took the feet of Fey Blaster Botter, whatever. Touch of Fey, right? Fey touched? Touch of Fey. Yeah, touch of Fey. Fey touched. And I automatically get Misty Step. I got an increase. I took an increase of my intelligence by one. And I also have the spell 
Hunter's Mark because I was really impressed by what Glubjag was doing with it. So now I've got that as well. All right. Well, to Bobby, they're not lining up in a nice, convenient lightning bolt line. So what do you do instead? Okay. So uh, does the uh, hypnotic pattern also affect my friends? It does. Balls. I never get to use anything cool. What saving throw will we have to use against it? Because if it's a decent one for me, I don't mind you using it. What do you think, guys? Should we kill everything or should we just head over to the giant... Azariel. Well, I mean, there's that person in the cart that's getting attacked. Oh, we should yeah. go save them? Uh, I would think so. Who's our fastest member? Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, that's, a, that's a quality uh, instinct to save people. I admire that. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to fly. Wait, what? Uh, do you have the spell fly? Of course I do. All right. And I have some sparrow feathers from some birds that I murdered to take their feathers so I could cast the spell. I mean, if, if nothing else, <laughs> that person can maybe elucidate like how we got here maybe yeah i'm gonna fly over and, and help out getting the hell away da bobby uh what uh magical device do you have that enables you to fly being an artificer um me because <laughs> all of your spells artificer spells are supposed to be essentially like little gadgets oh. that they use you know they're magical in nature too but it could be as simple as uh, a, a ring with two mechanical wings that you just point up into the air and then, you know, you fly. Right. Uh, is, it, is it your wrench? Does it just twirl on the head of it? Yeah, it's it's actually my wrench. That's how I cast all my spells. It's a dose of meth. <laughs> <laughs> so It's my magic wa- wrench wand. Do you slam your wrench into the ground at the same time that you jump, which then propels you upwards into the sky? Uh, no. I touched the wrench to my body, and I gained flying. God damn, that's so boring. Minus yep. one... <laughs> minus one inspiration. You lose inspiration. Oh, what? Come and on! Then, and then you go boringly flying yeah. <laughs> wherever you want to go. Hey, you said that we have to make sure it's boring for that dude so that he gets... <laughs> stays away so i'm just trying to make it as dull as possible he's playing 5d chess my assumption was that you had a nasty plan for me that was going to kill me if i did what you suggested and i was like i'm not going to take that i don't want that why would i do that okay i slam my wrench into my foot and i go ow and i take off into the air like a like a a, a hawk okay is that acceptable can i have my inspiration back that's canon now that's, yeah, you can have your inspiration back, you. but that's canon now. Yeah. You you have to injure your toe every time. <laughs> and, and take off like a hawk. <laughs> By screaming. I got it. Thank you for forcing me to do something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a uh, action to cast the spell, and then you can move. Uh, I believe you can move 60 feet. If you want to not provoke... You might have to go up like 10 feet first and then move over. Yeah, let's go up 10 feet and then not provoke because, well, you know, they're probably not going to do any damage, but it's cool. Whatever. 10 feet in the air and then fly as far as I can. Okay. So where's that going to take me? 50 feet, wherever you want to go. That's not very far. Yeah. The Bobby takes off. Uh, Reginald, your turn. I am going to cast Bane on these friggin' gnolls. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cast it at uh, second level so that I can get four of them. Okay. It'll be the four that are on the right side of me. Okay. So they have to make charisma saving throws. Oh, wow. You picked their one weakness. Ha! Uh, charisma. Actually, intelligence is another weakness. Uh, okay. I'm going to start with the top and then go down. Roll it. Clockwise. It's a DC 14, by the way. I got pretty lucky with uh, two of my rolls. So two of them passed. It's going to be the bottom two, the ones that are closest to you. Yeah. The other ones are successfully baned. Okay. What does that give them disadvantage or something? I'm concentrating for up to a minute, and then they, after they make an attack roll or a saving throw, they have to roll a d4 and subtract that number from the roll. Definitely try to remind me of that. I, I don't yep. think I'll remember. I will do my best. All right. Okay. So I cast cool. Bane. That was an action. And now movement. I am just going to stay move forward five feet and stay right there. All right, you get in position, uh, hopefully, to kill some of these gnolls before they can even get to you with your reach. Yeah. Uh, then it is the Mastiff, way over there by the statue of Zeriel, a uh, 
a little mastiff, uh, a cute doggo, hmm. is facing off against a giant hyena that the gnolls have undoubtedly brought with them as a savage beast of burden slash shock troop. <laughs> Good for you, dog. <laughs> So the Mastiff is going to try to bite it. Here we go. It rolls a, ooh, that is a nice roll. A 17 to hit is definitely going to hit the giant hyena. Do it. For five piercing damage and it must succeed on a strength save. Here we go. Strength save. Knock it over. Oh, it passed. Flying colors. Still. Well, the little Mastiff uh, jumps up and uh, grabs a hold of the giant hyena's left ear with its uh, jaws and rips its ear clean off, uh, almost toppling the hyena. But it, it recovers and snarls at the Mastiff, ready to take a massive chunk out of it. So it's a giant hyena. Okay. Cool. Did you want to know how giant it was? Yeah, I kind of did, actually. Uh, sure. Also, does it like fire? Because if so... <laughs> this is just a hyena, so it's, uh, you know... So it's flame-proof, like all hyenas, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say the hyena is probably about six feet tall, which that's is a... pretty freaking big. Yeah. Oh, because my God. It's that's, like, uh, that's like moose size. It's like a, a moose hyena. Yeah. A moose hyena. Yeah. It's, it's a... Well, boost size, but they are oh, yeah. like race, like Dion said, they are fireproof because they are known often in documentaries. They call them the uh, the asbestos hound of the savannah. Mm. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, if Emery and I know anything about uh, hyenas from Angry Hunter, they love to burn houses down. So I don't know. <laughs> they do. Yeah. We need uh, a nature documentary straight show. out of Angry Hunter. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> With all these animals, this is weird. Well, luckily we got the right audience listening because I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> I'll send you a link. All right. Yeah, you have a lot of bullshit to watch now while you're recovering right. from your sickness. Can I burn it? Uh, Aaron, nothing. Okay. Um, all the way at the other end of the town, uh, in front of the uh, Church of Lathander. You guys can just barely make out there's some sort of large demon. Uh, it's hard to see because not only is it very far away, but there's the massive statue of Zeriel too that's sort of blocking it. But you can see its mighty fists are pounding on the door leading to the church. Uh, it gets to make a strength check here. Let me just, uh, yeah, strength check. And if it rolls high enough, it can break that door down. So here we go. Did not break the door down, but it is not giving up. Next, we move over to race the roaster. Oh, I feel like what I need to do is something useful. I don't know why I made this all fucking dramatic. That's all playing the game. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think about how far we've come. And then I start to think about the fact that we stand on the shoulders of giants we've lost. And I start tapping my toe as I think of the creation I want to make. And then I start to start to wave my hands and thrust my hips. And I say, I need right now Denosaurus. And then I create a like Megazord, but on each one of its like limbs, one left leg is one of those dead um, dwarves from that bridge. The right leg is a dead dwarf from that bridge. <laughs> the left arm is Clem's face. The right arm is Cosmo's face. And then on top of it, I have none other than a giant chicken. And I want to be right on top of it as we get ready to battle these motherfuckers. That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a dead sword. Yeah. All right. So you use your uh, performance of creation. Yes. <laughs> to create a non-magical item of your choice, which is that Zord. <laughs> I think it can be up to large size now. Yes, sir. Since you're higher level. All right. Let's go ahead and grab that item. And then it's not animated yet. You're going to have to next turn mm. animate it. But I'll put, I'll slap it out onto the battlefield oh, for now. Thank you, good uh, Where would you like this item? Oh, let's see. Um, Drop it on a knoll. I want to face in the two knolls um, right by Glubjag, and I'm going to stare down the other one. So, yeah. Yeah. Have it just right in front of those those mother suckers. How about, like, right, right, right good there? Good call, because otherwise we'll cover Glubjag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, he creates this object that just, like, bursts forth out of the ground 
forming from the magical notes that you can sort of see, uh, these glittery, sparkly notes that are uh, coming out of his throat. Because you're, you're a singing bard, mainly. Oh, right? yeah. That's your instrument of choice. Yes, um, and uh, the, the notes sort of coalesce into this, this vague shape that Club Jack, you have no freaking clue what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and then the glowing f fades away, and it's this stone, basically, statue of um, an amalgamation of a bunch of, like, people from your past here in this adventure. <laughs> uh, and it is, one nice thing about it is it is definitely uh, blocking the path from this knoll uh, to you. Yeah, G gave you some cover at this point. Did you include that guy that we were carried around in a bucket for a uh, while? Clem, yes, Clem. he's the left arm. Clem. You think yeah. I would forget the name of the guy who's supposed to give us money? Come I mean, on. I would, but I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I can't remember any villain's name, but dead friends always stick with me. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to move anywhere? Oh, yes. Um, I'm not close enough that they'd get an attack of opportunity. Would you? Yeah, you're not close enough. They don't have any reach weapons. Cool, cool. Uh, I just kind of want to get closer to the big beefy guys since I can go under their legs. They'd hit them before they hit me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gonna go full. So maybe you stand next to Hamstone? Here's what I'm going to do. I kind of think before one of them could kill me, I'd be able to turn into a dinosaur, so I might want to steal the attention away from one of them. I'm gonna just want to go by hamstone, and I'll figure it out from there. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Globjack, your turn. Two things. First, what do I know about that big demonic creature? You can make a uh, a, a religion or arcana check, uh, but because you're very far away, uh, you're gonna have disadvantage on the check. All right. Uh, I think I normally give you advantage right. on these checks. Right. Uh, so this is just going to be a 15. Okay. Is that what you make the DC, what its challenge rating is? Yeah. The Well, it's not exactly what its challenge rating is, but it is, uh, it's based off its challenge rating. All right. So if 15 is not going to be enough, you don't know what this thing is. All right. My second question is, we maybe established this last session, I'm not sure, but if I'm within a, an enemy's reach, but I'm using my distance warrior so that I'm popping in and out. Mm -hmm. Do they get an attack of opportunity if I pop away from them? Teleporting does not provoke an attack of opportunity, no. Okay, I'm going to use my distance strike. So before I do my first attack, I'm gonna pop over here and I'm gonna attack this, this guy on the end. Okay. Club Jake teleports between two knolls and pops off a shot at a different knoll. I'm gonna not use my planar warrior on this one. Bad roll, two twos on the dice. Oof. I'm assuming that's a miss. That is a miss, unfortunately. So I'm gonna pop here. I'll attack the, this guy on the other end. Oh man, another two on the die. That is a miss. And then I'll pop one more time and I'll attack this guy. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's right. <laughs> Big hits. What the oh. frick? Wow. Oh, horrible rolls. Does Glubjeg have a cold? <laughs> yes, he does. He's oh, feeling a little guy. under the weather. <laughs> oh. um, uh, Aaron spamming the crit fail emoji. <laughs> Not quite. Two twos and a four. Well, I'm going to run towards this lady. Okay. So Glubjeg teleports around like a madman, just shooting arrows everywhere but the knolls, <laughs> and then sprints down <laughs> the street towards the church. Sorry, that sucked, everyone. You were just causing a distraction. That's all you were yes, doing. Exactly. You're confusing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm Gallagher Gallagher, just doing random things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, giant hyena time. Uh, it tries to do what the Mastiff did, but better. Here we go. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, would have been a crit, but it's not. But he does hit the Mastiff for seven points of damage. Oh, which, unfortunately, this kills the Mastiff. Then we kill the dog. And the giant hyena uh, lifts the Mastiff into the air, blood spraying everywhere, and chucks its lifeless body against the statue of Zeriel. And you can hear the, the giant hyena snickering and chittering and laughing, its evil hyena laugh. Uh, and then it turns and looks towards you and starts running your way. 50 feet, oof, okay. The dretches uh, that are crawling all over this uh, 
uh, overturned cart uh, are clawing and biting at the cart. Uh, so, let's see. It's that cart! Those dretches hate that cart! <laughs> Save the cart! Oh, no! <laughs> All right, so the first one claws and bites at the cart. Uh, okay, well, the, the claws managed to get through, doing five damage to the cart. The next one claws and bites at the cart. You guys are like, Emery, why are you bot? Who cares? Nobody gives a shit about the cart. Well, uh, we'll see. The third one fails to do any damage. The fourth one also fails to do any damage. Fifth continues biting and clawing at it. Fails again to do damage. I'm wrong. I'm terrible. And the last one. <laughs> okay. So they have managed to do a total of 11 points of damage to the cart between the six of them in this turn. Uh, you can see they are ripping boards off of the cart and uh, tearing anything they can get away from it. And you can hear as you're getting closer, Glubjeg, that a woman is shrieking and screaming for help from within the cart. We're coming! All right. What if it's like Zeriel? It could be. Ooh. What if it's Ariel? Look at this stuff. <laughs> is it a meat? <laughs> the gnolls now surrounding you guys uh, begin to cackle madly as they begin trying to scratch and bite at you and stab you with their vicious spears. Oh, no. uh, one of them is uh, right next to Mr. Hamstone, Sir Hamstone. Um, he will, I don't know, stab you with his spear. Why not? I'll try. He gets a 10. Clink off of my armor. That's my guy. Oh, that isn't going to do it. Next up is another knoll, who is the one actually also near you. He walks into your reach. Well, was he was already within 10 feet of me. I have a 10 foot reach. Oh, okay. So, so this does feet. not nope. provoke me. Okay, cool. Uh, he is going to stab you with his spear. He, however, has the bane on yeah, him. Yeah, he has to roll a d4 and minus that shit. Oh, well, I don't even think a 19 would hit you, wouldn't it? A 19 would, would hit me. Oh, but 16 oh. does not oh. hit you. Nope. Wow, nice Bane. Good job. Yeah. All right. Next, Noel. Uh, this one does move into your reach if you want to attack it. Jason? Oh, yes, I do want to attack it. Okay. And so I shall attack. There you go. Look at this, Noel. Well, better than Isn't I Isn't it neat? <laughs> Oh, damn, 16 damage. All right. And now I can immediately move up to half my movement, which is 20 feet, and it does not provoke an opportunity attack. So wow. Race, uh, I don't want to no, leave No, listen, don't you worry about it. I have a dinosaur in my back pocket anytime I'm a nervous. Don't you worry. He said, don't worry. All right. Uh, well, these gnolls are in my way, but the dancing <laughs> item is an ally, so I can move through that, right? It's large. Uh, you can move through. Oh, actually, it's not an ally. It's an object currently. Uh, it's not animated yet. I'll stay put then. Okay. Uh, just also keep in mind, mobile just makes it so you don't provoke attacks of opportunity from that creature. No, my r r Relentless Avenger is the thing that I was going to use. So when somebody moves into my... Uh, oh, no, that's Polearm Master. So... Uh, they provoke an opportunity attack when they enter the reach I have with that weapon. And then uh, the, not mobile, but it is Relentless Avenger is when I hit a creature with an opportunity attack, then I can move half my movement immediately after. And you don't provoke from anyone. The movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, you just have so many rules upon rules about opportunity attacks. And, they stack up. Uh, they stack up nicely. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good combo. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you do a lot of damage to this thing, but not quite enough to kill it. You maim it. Oh, good. Uh, so it moves up, and seeing you as a threat, it attempts to stab you with his spear. Oh, good. I hope for it. And, of course, he rolls an eight, doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. The next knoll is going to move up, and this one doesn't have the option to attack Mr. Hamstone, so it is going to try to stab... <sighs> through the tiny little halfling. Rude. Uh, you can see it licking its lips as it uh, gazes at your 
luscious, delicious mm. body. I do taste like veal, I've heard. I, I get it. Oh, wow. This one actually rolls high enough to hit Hamstone, but <laughs> 20. <laughs> but fuck me. I so, get it. <laughs> for only three damage, ah. though. So, yeah, you're Listen, good. Listen, I'm in the 60s, still. baby. All of this is whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Next, Noel uh, moves up, and I'm going to 50-50 this, whether it goes for you or for the very delicious-looking and easy-to-kill halfling. So... Who wants to be odds and who wants to be evens? Uh, I'll be evens. Okay, you'll be evens. All right, 36, that's evens. Hey. I'm assuming that meant evens is good for you, I assume right? yeah. so, but we didn't define it. Yeah, we didn't, but that's generally what I think we've been doing in the past. So it's going to attack Hamstone. <laughs> it rams its spear at you and misses. Clink off of my armor, which is now shiny and clean. It's so nice. It smells <laughs> oh. like a new car. Yeah. <laughs> That new car smell. It's much better than the new Knoll smell. They don't actually improve in smell as they age. Then the last one is going to, of course, go for our cute, soft little friend here. <laughs> um, oh! Get out of here! Wow. <laughs> All right. That was the Knolls. They did nothing really of note. Bobby, your turn. Oh my God, it's back to me already. Yeah, we're trying to be fast. Okay, no, that's good, that's good. We have a bunch of oh, shots shit. we need to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a threat at this point, I'm with it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, cool, I gotta save that lady that's probably Zeriel and she'll turn into Zeriel and slaughter me or something. Let's find out. You can only fly 60 feet? It's gonna take me like five years to get over there. Well, you could spend your whole turn and go 120 feet. Yeah, but then the uh, what, what, what are we fighting over here? Dretch. Uh, dretches. No, dretches. What are dretches? They're little demons that you've fought plenty of times before. They're very weak. Okay, super weak. They have some stink. They have stink abilities. Yeah, they stink. Well, let's move 60. Where's that hyena? Can you get to me? Ah, who cares? I'll be fine. It's probably just a dream anyway. Okay, let's see if I can do anything to the dretches from here. Ooh, I know. I can try to stop them from messing with the lady. Hypnotic pattern. Oh. You so thirsty to use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I am. I am. I don't even care if it works or not. I'm doing it. Okay. I cast hypnotic pattern and I'm gonna make them all confused and drugged and Ooh. stupid. Okie dokie. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern has to make a wisdom saving throw. So let's go ahead and start rolling. That's going to hit all of them, I believe. Is is it a 20 foot? I believe it's 30 foot. 30 foot cube. 30 foot cube. Okay, that is going to hit all of them. Yes. So I'm going to start with the top right and go clockwise. 30 foot cube. Wisdom save, you said, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do not have advantage on this save because they are too weak to have magic resistance. Is this going to mess them up? You dretcha. <laughs> yeah. There he is. <laughs> Just for that, I'm gonna roll a natural twenty on one of these. No, you're not. Uh, I did roll seventeen. Uh, That's pretty good. Bah. All right, I didn't get the natural twenty, but one of them I believe passed. What's your spell saving throw DC? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so one of them did pass. You only rolled five, aren't there six? No, the 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 first one was kind of up uh, in oh, I a see different it. group of stuff. <laughs> He's in a different zip code. This is really gerrymandered. They did a horrible job with that. And Idle, Idle Glenn is really... <laughs> Redlining, man. It's terrible. There's got five dretches. Five dretches over here and just one dretch in this region voting. It's not fair. But then the five dretches, they have they have one representative. and Yeah. Some electoral shit, you know? You should have cast reverse gerrymander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need to abolish the uh, a dretch toral college. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Bobby, what crazy magical gizmo do you have that creates a hypnotic pattern? Uh, it's my wrench. I slam it into my foot and point it at. How many things can you put on a wrench? How much time do you have? It's all of them. <laughs> he uses his wrench like bubble gump, you shrimp, and Forrest Gump. <laughs> all right. I created a, a bunch of little nub nublets on my wrench that all can do the different things that I need to do. I attach them. It's like, that's the gizmo, the wrench. Awesome. Okay. It has all the different little niblets on the top of it. It's his utility belt. Just... Cool. And so I just I tap the niblet and then I point my wrench and it does the thing I want it to do. Okay. What effect did it have on them again? So he basically shot like a, a rainbow firework into the air all around them. 
that has created just like sparkly, colorful lights that are just constantly flashing. Okay. And five out of the six of them stopped clawing at the cart and are just staring at all the lights, just going like, oh. Ooh. Nice. Whoa! They're drooling all over themselves like idiots. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's the Bobby's turn. Reginald! Let's get to the business of murder! I'm gonna swing Darlene. Darlene's so clean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna stab the dretch directly to my uh, right there. The, actually, the one that's just uh, south of him, because uh, that one doesn't have the bane on it. So I'll go with that one first. True. Here we go. Slashy, slashy. Oh, yeah. Yep. That'll hit for a whopping uh, 13 points of damage to this knoll. All right. And then uh, I'm going to, uh, for the second attack, I'll slash at the same stupid one again. That is a hit. And that one finishes this one off. Two chops and you have a dead knoll. But I do get a bonus action. I can uh, smack a knoll with the butt end of Darlene. So that's what I'm going to do. All righty. You're going to do. Okay. That is a hit with the butt of Darlene. Darlene's got a nice butt, I've heard. Oh, sweet. Just sweet butt. Oh, such a nice butt. Such a sweet butt. 15 points of damage, and that knoll is still alive. But you did kill one. Well, if it's still alive, can I toss a, can I toss a smite on that? I think you have to do that before you know the results of, the, oh, okay. of whether it's alive or not. Okay. Then that's, uh, that's what I got. Now it's the mystery demon all the way over at the other end of the road. Mystery demon. I'm just going to roll his strength check here. He gets a tool. He gets a 21 strength check. This would be a good time for Lucky, wouldn't it, people who have that? I don't think that would apply in this scenario, right? Because it is, isn't it just... You can make him re-roll an attack roll, right? It's probably not also not within range. Listen, I was just throwing it out there. Yeah, well, let's see. What's Lucky say? Yeah. I think it's worth lucky. looking up. Let's look up Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Whenever you make an attack roll or yada yada, you can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Oh, Fair enough. Lucky won't work. So wait, why do we want to stop his roll? Uh, the door is important. I don't know. I feel like if he's ignoring us to get to the door, that must matter more than us. Yeah, at the other end of the street in front of the Temple of Lathander, Church of Lathander, this big demon that you can barely sort of see from how far away you are, uh, you see him bash the doors down. And you hear just a chorus of screams coming from the inside of the church. And the demon walks inside. And that is episode 87 of Rated RPG Descent into Avernus. We have some more podcast episodes to get to you before our finale live stream on Friday, December 9th. We'll start at 6 p.m. Central Time here in the U.S. We hope you can join us because it's been almost three years that we've been playing Descent into Avernus. We've had so much stuff happen to us in our personal lives life right pandemic and just life and so we want to make sure we have a great time and it'll be an even better time if you can join us for the live stream you can go to ratedrpgpodcast.com to get the link to the live stream you can also donate you can buy us shots right now for the finale live stream at our website so that you can i don't know share in the festivities right because it's cl closing in on the holidays and yeah, so we want to share that time with you. And we'll have some really big announcements. We're going to reveal everything that we can about the next adventure, the Valley of Green Gold. There are some surprises that uh, I think you're going to like. I think you're going to like it a lot. So on behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you once again for your support and for listening to the Rated RPG Podcast. <laughs>